Welcome to the Master Your Body podcast. This is a podcast for anyone who is interested in improving the way their body looks, feels, and moves. Working on your body can be incredibly difficult, but also very confusing and overwhelming. In this podcast, we'll separate the good stuff from the time wasters, giving you only the most valuable, useful, and actionable content to help you make progress and master your body. So whether it's building muscle and strength, losing body fat, feeling fitter, healthier, or improving your mental health, we'll cover it all here on the Master Your Body podcast. If you want more great content to help you build your body and mind, you can follow me personally on Instagram at andyclements01 or on YouTube, I'm Andy Clements. My name is Andy Clements and welcome to the Master Your Body podcast. What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Body podcast. My name is Andy Clements and uh, today I think we're on number 67 of the Master Your Body podcast um, and we're going to talk about where to start with fat loss. So I promise this um, episode and another one about muscle building later in the last episode of this podcast um, and today I want to deliver on that. So um, again if you can hear some sort of background noise that's my red light because I'm coming at you today for the first time ever from my bed. Uh, yeah I'm recording this episode not in bed just sort of sat on my bed because professional standards have apparently completely left this podcast and you know um, I'm just here on my bed with my laptop with my notes and uh, we're gonna do a podcast so you know fuck it. <laughs> Actually to be fair like there's a mini story to that to be fair like um, you might have noticed if you if you've been a regular listener of the podcast, which I appreciate not you know millions of people have, but there's a few people that listen. Um, that uh, you know since the sort of name change and the kind of rebrand of the podcast, I sort of promised like uh, to be really sort of uh, long form and in depth and um, get guests on all the rest of it. And like uh, I just realised very quickly that I don't have time in my schedule for that. You know, it's just like I'm setting the bar too high. And, you know, it's, it's exactly the same sort of stuff I've talked about in terms of muscle building and fat loss on this podcast. Like set the bar low enough for you to be able to actually hit it every single day. Um, and I set the bar too high for me to be consistent with it. So I ended up getting like one in-depth podcast episode done, which is a few episodes ago. Um, and I was just, I just didn't do it. You know what I mean? So um, we're going back to just sort of audio only. We're going back to um, just getting some notes together, getting a story together, getting a concept I want to develop and just talking to you. Um, like I'm talking to you now. So hopefully that's um, that's okay with you. Hopefully you enjoy this um, form of doing the podcast. It's the way I've done it all the way through. Um, so I'm just going to stick with this, but sort of broaden the topic a little bit. Um, so that was kind of an aside, but yeah, that was a bit of an explanation as to why I'm um, sat on my bed right now. Because <laughs> it's easy for me to do it like this. I can just come on and, and just sort of talk, uh, talk to you like this. So Anyway, let's get started. So where to start with fat loss? So let me start with a bit of a backstory here. So loads of people sort of struggle with fat loss, right? It's, it's probably the most common fitness goal. Um, it might be sort of disguised as weight loss, but when people talk about weight loss, 90 to 99% of the time, uh, they don't mean losing lean mass. They mean losing body fat, right? Because very few people want a lot of body fat on them. Um, you know, like maybe some people that uh, view that as desirable, fair enough, you know, whatever, whatever you pr prefer, that's fine. Um, but a lot of people want to lose body fat, right? And 
Uh, we do have a bit of a, uh, we've had for a long time anyway, a pandemic of obesity long before the pandemic of COVID um, brought the word pandemic to our minds, you know what I mean, to the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, a pandemic of obesity has been uh, like a worldwide crisis for a long time. Um, and, you know, I say worldwide, you know, there's definitely some sort of more impoverished areas that don't have that problem. It's definitely sort of a, um, a more wealthy nation problem. But let's say, you know, the UK, the US, um, Canada, Australia probably um, probably have more of an obesity problem. Um, I'm saying the UK and the US definitely. I don't know as much about the other countries, possibly. Uh, but it's definitely more of more of a wealthier nation problem, right? There's, a, there's more obesity now than there ever has been. And there's more information on how to lose weight than there ever has been. So there's a disconnect there, right? Um, so... In my opinion, teaching people the fundamentals of what they actually need to focus on in terms of losing body fat is essential if you want to be healthier as a population, right? So that's like a sort of bird's eye view from my perspective. But more than that, like the reason that you should actually care about yourself, because obviously, you know, it's nice to talk about the world and the population, all that sort of stuff. But um, I know, like when it comes down to it, like we, we, the, the, we need to start with ourselves, like it's only really important the, the only really important thing that you're listening to this podcast for is how can you get help personally not how can we help the world you know like that I, I get that so losing body fat can do wonders for your confidence for your energy for your mood for your mental health for your relationships um you know for all these myriad of different things like none of us want to change our body for the sake of changing our body like this is a huge point none of us want to build muscle or lose fat or get or get stronger whatever the whatever the goal is change our body in whatever way um just for the sake of it just for looking at it and just thinking, okay, well, my biceps are bigger. Okay, well, my waistline's smaller. I can see my abs now or I've got a vein here or, you know, whatever it is. No one's doing it for the sake of it. Nobody's doing that. Everybody's doing it for an emotional payoff. Whether that emotional payoff comes through simply looking in the mirror and thinking, yeah, I'm happy with how I look and getting a bit of a, you know, a hormonal response from that. Or, or whether... Um, it's through, you know, being a, being more confident in the way that you walk and the way that you talk and the way you carry yourself and you're able to walk into a bar and go and talk to a girl or a guy or whatever it is, um, you know, and, and you, you, you have more chance of a more higher likelihood of, of sort of manifesting a relationship that you want or whether it's just... Um, you know, feeling more energized and you've got less inflammation because you're eating less junk food and you um, sort of your mood's lifted, your emotional state's lifted, all that stuff, right? That, that all carries into it. And that's all, um, you know, reasons for people to want to get healthier, want to lose body fat and want to change their body. Um, so the problem isn't a lack of desire. Like the desire is normally there. Like I don't think most people that are overweight and most people that, that you know, um, uh, have fat loss in their mind i don't think it's a case of they don't want it enough like people go online and they they talk and they talk about people oh, they just don't want it enough you just you know you just don't care enough blah 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 blah. well you know i don't think it's a lack of desire what i think the problem is is it's a lack of knowledge and a lack of accountability um you know and in the last episode we talked about prioritize and execute like knowing the most important thing and then doing it and then knowing the next important thing and then doing it you know um and just literally just doing it methodically and mechanically like that um then people don't have that you know people are overwhelmed with information and you know they don't don't know which which thing to listen to and where to start so i'm going to try and give you the sort of blueprint and where to start now in my pt business for the last um it's been eight years now or about eight years in february uh, since i started pt and 
Um, so in my PT business for the last eight years, um, the majority of my clients do and always have wanted um, fat loss. You know, it's just uh, it's just sort of the nature of the beast. You know, you don't you don't get masses amount of mainstream people that want to get really big and strong you know the most people you're going to deal with is, is fat loss now i've got you know i've been doing this for nearly a decade so i've got a lot of experience training all sorts of different people um lots of people that want muscle building lots of people that want strength some people that want fitness some people that want all different kinds of things but by far and away the most common thing that people want is they want to lose body fat um they don't want to be you know arnold schwarzenegger they don't want to be some insanely ripped or <laughs> you know stacked guy or um, whatever it is they just want to um, lean down they want a better body they want a bit of shape to them uh, and they want to feel better and they want to look better and they want to move better so yeah that that's that tends to be the um the majority of, of what people want um but they get so overwhelmed with the information that they get from the internet from the friends and the family and from people in the gym from people on tv and they don't know where to start because they don't know which info is good which info is bad so it's not an information problem it's like how do i sift through this information and figure out which is which is good and bad because too much information equals overwhelm and then overwhelm equals people don't ever get started um or they do get started but they're constantly switching strategies now either get never getting started obviously it's got to equal no results or constantly switching strategies from one to the other is also going to um, uh, equal no results, as we talked about last time on the podcast, um, because you don't give the strategy you're using enough time to let the results materialize. Now, the more time that you spend not getting results, but still doing work of some description, the more time you're going to lose faith in your ability to actually get the job done um, because progress motivates and I spoke about that surely spoke about that on the podcast as like I probably hammered that home the the words progress motivates you know making progress in in whatever you do is the biggest motivator that you can possibly have to um, to continue to achieve results to continue to stay motivated to achieve what you're doing right and if you're not seeing results whether you're putting the work in or not if you don't have any results to show for your efforts, um, then you're not going to be motivated because you think, well, I'm doing all this work, but nothing's happening, nothing's changing. And so inevitably, sooner or later, you're going to quit. You're not going to stick out doing it because like I said at the start, nobody trains for the sake of, of doing it. Nobody trains for the sake of a better body. Nobody trains for just for the sake of it. They're doing it for a specific reason, right? And if you're not seeing that reason, you're not experiencing that emotional payoff that you're doing it for, why would you do it? You know, it doesn't make sense to just put yourself through pain just for the sake of it. Um, unless you're going to get some sort of benefit on the other side, um, and that's just that's just facts. So now these people, you know, and I've been in this, I've been in this uh, situation a little bit in the, in the past, but I've never been um, an overweight person. I've I've been out of shape for sure, lots of times. Uh, but my old, my problem again, as I spoke about when this podcast was more directed purely towards muscle building, which it still kind of is, but uh, we've brought out to fellows as well. Um, my uh, thing when I was when I was growing up and when I was a teenager in early twenty, kind of very early twenties, was always I was very 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 skinny, um, and you know I like you could literally see my ribs all the time, you could see my bones, all that sort of stuff, um, and you know I had a really hard time putting on um, uh, body mass. So there was there was a kind of the kind of the other end of the spectrum. Some people at the other end, and they they find themselves a little bit overweight and they find themselves in a position they don't want to be in. Um, so you know I don't have all this experience of the um uh, what's the right way to put it i don't have the the sort of psychological empathy of being right in there myself but considering i've trained thousands of people in this position 
um, for almost a decade, then, you know, I feel like I have a good degree of experience of how people like this think or the kind of emotional position they're in and how they can get themselves out of it. So if you're in that position right now where you you just want so badly a change, you just want to, um, you know, drop, uh, just even drop a little bit of weight, drop a little bit of body fat and you can't figure out how to do it. You know, if you've um, tried multiple times over the years, if not over the decades, to drop the, the excess weight. Maybe you had a little bit of success, maybe you don't have any success at all. Um, then, you know, this this is for you. This is, this. is I'm making this specifically for you. Because I know that, you know, with the clients that I've had over the last eight years, every single time they tried in the past, most of them had, had failed, you know. Um, and the successes they'd had were very, very brief. And this created a bit of a belief based on experience that this goal was impossible for them, right? Um, you know, because literally we learn by experience. We learn by um, going through life and, and, and judging based on results or lack of results, you know. So we go up to, when we're a kid, we'll go up to the, the stove and we'll put our hand on the stove when it's on and we'll burn our hand and we'll learn not to do that anymore, you know, because that's going to burn your hand, right? Now, that's a physical pain. But if you go through the emotional pain of trying to lose body fat and putting yourself on these restrictive diets and doing endless amounts of cardio, and you don't see the results you want to do, then that's putting yourself through pain with no reward. It's like the equivalent of putting your hand on the stove. You're not getting any reward from that. You're just getting pain. So you learn not to do it anymore. So you create a belief that the stove is dangerous when it's on. That's a helpful belief. But we also create a belief that, um, you know, fat loss diets or or trying to lose weight is dangerous because it causes us pain in the same way or in a slightly different way, in a psychological equivalent way to the the stove sort of causing us pain on the hand. Does that make sense? I hope, I hope that I hope this is sort of making sense. It's kind of it's still sort of sort of percolating in my mind as I'm saying it. But um, I hope that sort of makes sense where I'm coming from with this. Right. So um, that's why people sort of believe, create this belief that they that the um, losing weight, that the losing body fat, whatever is not possible for them. Right. They, they believe they're not capable of it. And I the reason I'm going on about this and telling this story so in such detail and such depth is because I want you to know that you are capable of it. Like whatever you've tried in the past, and even if it's not fat loss, even if you're listening to this and your goal is muscle building or you're listening to this and your goal is completely different, not even fitness related, whatever it is, you 100% are capable of it. You can do it. The only thing is, it's just because you've not had success with it in the past, you have through learned behavior um, um, created a belief that it's not possible for you. You've created a belief that you are not capable of it and you are capable of it. The only thing you, re- you need to do is you need to prioritize and execute. That's literally the title of the last podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. Like I said, talked about the whole concept from these Navy SEALs that Jocko Willink brought to everybody's attention in his, his book. Um, literally prioritize the most important thing and then do it and stop overthinking it. Now, there's a lot of mindset stuff we can go into as well, which helps you stay on track and stuff. But when it comes down to it, you prioritize the most important thing and then you do it. And that's all you need to do. But you need to know the most important thing. Um, so, you know, going back to, to the, the, the sort of uh, the, the story here, why did they fail? You know, let's, let's, let's look at why people actually fail. And it's two reasons. And it's exactly, you know, linked to what I've just said. It's a lack of knowledge or a lack of clarity of knowledge and what to actually do, and then a lack of discipline to actually follow it through. Normally, the first one is enough to just derail everybody, a lack of clarity of knowledge. Like, they're pulled in so many different directions, they don't know what to do. They just think, 
you know, crash diets and shake diets and whatever, you know, there's, there's, a whole, there's thousands of things that people get pulled into and, you know, marketing is, is awful for this, you know, um, and sometimes it's a necessary evil when you run a business marketing and, and, and ads and stuff like that. But, but a lot of, uh, a lot of marketing is just absolute garbage and human trash really you know what i mean like like they just they just push awful stuff down people's throats um but it can be influential when we're looking at trying to trying to achieve goals like this so i just want you to be aware of that so um let's get back to the 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 story here so what can the effects of of sort of the effect of not liking your body can be destructive right it could be insanely destructive people look at themselves in the mirror and they literally will sort of insult themselves mentally and they will they will tolerate talk from from themselves mental chatter towards themselves in a way they would never ever tolerate if it came from somebody else right stuff like well you know all this stuff like like negative comments about the body negative comments about them as a person like as they're looking at themselves in the mirror that's when people are at the most vulnerable right and you can sometimes hear this manifesting in people's talk like i've got a client who um often sort of describes herself as stupid like she'll just say i'm so stupid and i'll pull her up on it i'm like no like why are you why are you saying you're stupid? You're not stupid. Like all you did was like drop your your you know gym card on the floor or something. Oh, I'm stupid. Like that's 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 like a, a bit of a window into her thought process, and she calls herself stupid a lot, and then that will you know create behavior change. So I try and pull her up on that and stuff like that. And and one of the exercises I actually got her to do. This is a bit of an aside again. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm going off on tangents. If you still if you're still with me, well done. But one of the things I got her to do was was. Um, keep a, a notepad open on a phone or like a, one of the notes uh, on a notes app on a phone right um and keep a tally chart of how often she called herself stupid in one day um and she came in um, a couple of days later for her next session and I, and, and I didn't mention it to her and she, she sort of mentioned it to me she said I, I kept that tally chart and I was like oh yeah, yeah how did it go and she was like I got like over 50 and then I just stopped counting because I was just doing it all the time all the time all the time but I wasn't realizing I was doing it and that's like like you listen to yourself all day long. You are in your own head all day long. Nobody else is there. And if you're just constantly berating yourself and insulting yourself, that's going to cause a big problem. That's going to cause a big um, uh, sort of belief problem. And and again, you know, these these when you, when you come to start doing something like a fat loss diet, if you've been calling yourself stupid and incompetent and and all these derogatory things for the last 10 years of your life, it's going to take a big shift and a big um, uh, awareness and consciousness for you to be able to shift those um, thought patterns enough to, to understand that you are capable, that you are competent, that you're not stupid, that you can actually achieve what you're setting out to achieve. Does that make sense? Uh, I know some of you might think sort of this is a bit of a tangent, like I just want you to get to the actual meat of what you're talking about here and tell me how to get started on fat loss. But I think this is important because one of the biggest things that people uh, that drag people away from these fat loss diets is their own mental state, you know, because fat loss isn't actually that that complex. And we're going to get to the actual tactics soon. Um, and I'm, I've got sort of four big things that you need to set up to make sure that you um, hit the right targets with fat loss. But um whether you stick to it or not, whether you actually get to the execution part, once you know what to do, the prioritize, once you get to the execution part, which is just doing it, um, that's where people slip up as well. So that's all kind of mentally driven. So I want you to sort of just have a think about what I'm saying here and, and, you know, maybe see if it applies to you and see if it's useful and hopefully it is. Um, 
so often on the outside people will pretend they don't care, pretend they're happy being overweight, they'll often make jokes at their own expense and, and, and sort of try and avoid ridicule by others and, and all that sort of stuff and you know we just talked about that and the self-talk stuff like that but sooner or later there will always come a point where people will say enough, do you know what I mean and now this isn't always like the point where everything changes um, because they don't know what to do but often there's a point where someone says enough and they're just fed up of living how they're living they're fed up of feeling how they're feeling fed up of thinking how they're thinking whatever it is you know fed up of looking in the mirror and 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 hating what they see whatever you know um and i cause that sort of call this this um uh, this point in time uh, the dog and the nail phenomenon right now i got this off a coach of mine uh, Brett, who's awesome, I spoke about, I mentioned him briefly on a couple of podcasts ago, um, but he, he brought this to me, my attention before we were working together, because I've known him for a while, it was a couple of years ago, um, and, and, and he, he was sort of like, it's a dog and a nail phenomenon, and I was like, what does that mean? He was like, well, when a dog is lying in, an, in, a, in, a, in a very comfortable position, um, but he's lying on a nail, um, he won't move unless the nail starts to dig into his flesh so much that it causes the dog more pain to stay lying in that comfortable position but on the nail than it would the discomfort of getting up off his ass and moving away to a different position, right? Because the pain of change has to be uh, lower than the pain of staying the same or people won't move. Like the dog won't move if he's comfortable enough even though he's lying on the nail. If the nails get so painful that he has to get up and move, he will move. Do you know what I mean? So it's the dog and the nail phenomenon. So when that nail gets to a point of extreme pain, um, then you'll get up and do something about it. And when you reach that position, when you reach that point of emotional pain, when you're ready to do something about it, then you need a roadmap. Then you need a blueprint. Then you need to know what priority exercise, um, or not necessarily exercise, what priority um, thing that you need to focus on and do first um, and what is the set of set of things that you need to do every single day and that's what we're going to get to now so we're giving you the the basics right now so this is this is we're getting to the point like where we're going to give you the blueprint now we're giving you the basics that you need to get in place from day one of your fat loss program or diet or whatever you want to call it there's nothing fancy in here there's nothing um, that's going to pull you off course you know there's nothing that I'm putting in here that um, is going to farm in a bunch of fucking Instagram likes because, you know, that's just generally bullshit that's just designed to grab attention and doesn't actually work that much. You know, that might work one or two percent, but the 98 percent is where you're going to get the actual difference. That You're going to actually see a difference in your life that's going to motivate you to keep going. So this is the sort of four biggest things, in my opinion, that you need to get right when you start a fat loss diet in order to see results in the short term and keep going in the long term. So the first thing is to set your calories, right? Again, these aren't big and sexy things, you know, it's it's setting your calories. Now, how do you get the number of calories you need to eat per day? Do you pluck it out the air? Do you get it from an online calculator? Do you just ask your uncle Jim what he thinks? No, you don't do any of those things. What you do is you figure out how many calories you're currently eating right now every single day on average. And if that number is currently maintaining the same body weight, so if you haven't lost or gained weight in a while and you've been eating uh, the same amount of calories, then you can safely assume that uh, that amount of calories 
is um, sufficient to maintain your current body weight. Does that make sense? So you're, let's say if on average, and you probably fluctuate from day to day, but if on average you are eating uh, 2,500 calories a day, and that is maintaining your current body weight at 200 pounds, let's say, just for argument's sake, you know, I don't know, this is just a fictional person, uh, but if you're eating 2,500 calories a day and that is maintaining a body weight of 200 pounds, then you can safely assume that if you made a small change up or down to that calorie amount, that would make a small change up or down to your body weight. And that is ultimately how we start to play the game of fat loss. Does that make sense? So let's say you're on 2,500 calories a day on average, and you need to find that out by tracking it, okay? So you need to eat how you normally eat for a few days without making any conscious changes and just find out how uh, much food you're eating. Download a free app called MyFitnessPal. That's MyFitnessPal. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, that's free. I've got no affiliation with it. It's one it's the most, probably the most widely used app in the world for fitness. Um, and just track your calories on there. Just enter all the food as accurately as you can. And that'll give you an idea of how many calories you're having per day. And do that for probably three to five days. And just get a picture. Um, and do it maybe over a weekend in, or in, and, and in the week. So you've got a picture of, you know, what the true sort of value is across all different scenarios, across all the, the whole week. Um and then you, you you can make adjustments from there. So if you're on 2,500 calories on average, let's, let's say, then going down to 2,400 should feasibly, as a starting calorie point, start to move the needle a little bit. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say you're going to lose four stone overnight. You know, it ain't going to happen like that. But you should start to see a little bit of movement just by tickling the calorie amount down ever so slightly. Does that make sense? So... That's the um, that's the, the first place to start. Set the calories. The second place, the second place to start, or the second thing you need to do, uh, and again sticking with the nutrition element here, is to set your meal timings at least roughly, right? So give your body a predictable time um, that you're going to eat each meal each day. So it's creating some sort of a routine there, creating some sort of a predictability, um, and you know set a little personal standard rule for yourself there that outside of those set times you don't eat. You eat at these set times. That is your set eating time. If you are not at one of those specific preset times, you don't eat. You know, and this is rough. This is a rough thing. You know, if you if you if you got a meal out with the um, the other half or whatever it is, um, you got a family outing, you're at a wedding, whatever, and it doesn't exactly line up with your your food plan time. Like, obviously, you're gonna eat anyway. Like, I'm not you know being a dick about it, but you know, I, I'm talking about just a, a, as a principle, as a concept, on a normal day. If everything's the same, you're going to roughly eat at, you know, let's say um, you're having four meals per day because that's that's the easiest for you or even three meals per day because that's the makes the most sense for you. Then, you know, you eat your meals at 9 a.m. and then 12 p.m. and then 4 p.m. and then you're done for the day or you eat four meals and you do 9 a.m., 12 a.m. at 12 p.m., sorry. 3 p.m. and 6 p.m., whatever, you know, and you have those four meals and that's the four times you eat per day. Um then whatever works for you around your schedule uh, and stuff like that, and you can fit it into your calorie amount, then set those timings and make that personal rule for yourself that you don't eat outside of those timings. Does that make sense? Um, the only other sort of side note, sort of number two 
A, I guess, um, would be to include a decent serving of protein in every meal. Now, I'm not going to go any further with prescriptive advice than that because nutrition in itself is a ridiculously complex topic. Um, and, you know, I don't want to overwhelm you with my information right now because that's literally the opposite of what we're trying to do. But um, the only thing I would say as a general rule is try to in include probably 30 to 40 grams of protein in each meal. Um and then the rest can be made up of whatever it's made up of. And there's other stuff I've got out there on nutrition. There's stuff other people have got out there on nutrition you can look at um, that goes into it further than that. But make sure that you get in your meal timing set, your protein in every meal, and you don't eat outside the, outside of those meals. The third point here is, um, you know, moving away from nutrition now, is I would say three to four weight training sessions per week. And if you're a beginner, I wouldn't go above that. Like, I would say four is probably optimal for somebody who's either a beginner or hasn't been training that long. Like, I only do four weight training sessions a week right now anyway, just to maintain and try and improve a little bit on what I've got. Um, but, you know, if you're training hard um, and you, you, you're following a decent plan, then three, maybe four weight training sessions a week, probably you won't need any more than that. So you can get by on three, definitely you can get by on three. I have got by on three sometimes when my workload's really, really heavy and I'm, I, I'm um, uh, you know, really struggling to fit everything into my schedule. But I would say four is probably optimal if you can fit four in. Um, now, what I would do is, um, again, this depends on your experience level and, and how long, if, if you've been training at all um, in the gym weight-wise. But if you're new to this and you're just literally you're just doing this to drop weight and and you know you just want to to improve your body a little bit and you've never really weight trained properly before, then I would um, focus on probably a full body workout split where you train your whole body every single time. And there's video on my YouTube channel explaining what a full body workout split is and how you can get started and gym and body composition and things like that, which are really, really good for beginners. So if you go on my channel, um, I think it's just called Andy Clements, um, and just put that in, um, then you can, uh, you, you can get some information on how to get started with that. If you're a little bit more advanced, then you can follow something like an upper-lower split, which is where you train your upper body one day, and then the next time you come in, you train lower body, and then you go back to your upper body and your lower body, and you alternate through like that. And there's an upper-lower split workout video um, uh, sort of explanation on my YouTube channel as well. So go to Andy Clements on YouTube and check out. That's the most popular video on there, the upper-lower split one. Um, and check out the upper-lower split if you want to know more about how to run an upper-lower split like that. So that's the third thing I'd do, is I'd, I'd commit to three or four weight training sessions a week. Um, has that of your base level of um, exercise. Uh, the reason, just as a side note to that, the reason I, I say that that should be your main form of exercise, the weight training sessions, when you're looking at fat loss and not specifically muscle building, is because uh, the, the, the best way you can increase the amount of calories you burn every single day um, and as a result, you know, in, improve the chances of losing weight and losing body fat is by increasing the amount of lean tissue you've got, you know, um, and increasing the amount of lean tissue you've got in, in involves weight training uh, because that's going to lean tissue is obviously more calorically demanding to maintain. Um, you know, so it requires a higher uh, supply of blood flow, high supply of oxygen and nutrients, all that other stuff than body fat, say, um, which doesn't require an awful lot of uh, of those things in comparison so that's that's a higher caloric sort of demand you know than um 
than body fat would be. So that's why I think that uh, weight training should be the core of somebody's uh, uh, training regime if they're looking at losing body fat. And also, when you get to the end of the diet, you'll actually have some shape to show for your efforts. You won't just be a smaller version of your previous self. You'll actually have some shape to your body. You'll have some you know, shape to your shoulders and uh, shape to your legs and back and arms and all the, all the areas that people want. So that's the third thing. So anyway, moving on. The fourth thing that I think you should focus on if you are wanting to start a fat loss program is to set your step goal. Um, now, basically what I, what I mean by this is your um, the amount of steps that you do on any given day. Now, this is normally tracked by people because we all carry our phones around with us nowadays, or most people do anyway. If you keep your phone on you um, or you have one of these smart watches or just an old, old school sort of um, step counter, pedometer or whatever they're called, um, uh, then you know you track your steps on that. And I would just approach this the same way that you approach... We approached the um, the data collection for um, uh, the nutrition, right? So obviously on the nutrition, we tracked our uh, uh, food for a few days to just to, to see what kind of calorie level we were already at. And then we made a decision on how many calories we should eat based on the calorie level we were already at. Does this make sense? Are you following me? Uh, sorry if you can hear motorbikes or whatever tearing past my window. Uh, but, you know, this is this is how we make the decision um on where to start is by collecting the data so we do the step goal the same way so I, what i would do is i would just I, you know sometimes you might need to set up the health app on your phone if you've not been on it before um but most smartphones have an Ill, inbuilt health app um and i definitely i don't know about apple but definitely on um samsung uh, what I've got, you can you can sort of pin it to the top. So, you know, like if you swipe down from the top and you can see your messages and your Wi-Fi and your airplane mode and all that fun stuff, then you you can um, also uh, set that up so your step count is pinned to the top so you can always see how many steps you've done. Um, but basically, I would just, if you've already got it set up and you've carried your phone around but not been conscious of it, I would just look at the average amount of steps you're doing over the last week or so. Um, and if not, then just carry it around for a few days and just do your normal daily thing um, and just see how many what the kind of average steps is that you're doing over the course of a, a few days or a week and then once you've got that number let's say again the number let's just say pick one out of the air and just say you're doing an average 4,000 steps a day then you could be fairly sure that doing the combination of eating 2,500 uh, calories a day which we, we said you were eating to maintain that 200 pound body weight and doing 4,000 steps a day that combination is balancing you at 200 pounds so we can say so we can hopefully safely assume um depending on a few other factors but we, we could hopefully assume that um by lowering slightly the calorie amount to let's say 2,400 um and upping the step count along with adding the weight training sessions in, obviously. Um, let's say up in the step count from 4,000 to 5,000 um, will uh, help us to start moving the needle with the body weight. Now, those are the four things. So setting your calories, setting your meal timings roughly and making sure proteins in every meal, three to four weight training sessions per week, every week, and setting your step count slightly higher than it already was. Do you think those are unrealistic targets for you to start moving the needle on your fat loss or weight loss goals? Honestly, do you think those are realistic, unrealistic? I think they're pretty realistic. I think they're pretty 
um, reasonable targets, right? They're not overwhelming. They're not, um, you know, too difficult. They're not, uh, hopefully they shouldn't be sort of, um, uh, what, what's the words I'm looking for here? They, they shouldn't be so overwhelmingly um, turning your life upside down that it's impossible to follow, right? They're pretty simple stuff. Those are the things you need to prioritize. And then all you need to do is execute, you know, it's to prioritize those things, then execute on them. Um, so, you know, the next thing I've got here is be consistent. Like this is point number five, but it's kind of just you know, a wrap up point for the whole thing. It's like be consistent with the above four points. Be consistent with setting your calories, setting your meal time. Well, setting your calories is just kind of like, you know, a one and, one and done thing. And then setting your meal timings and then sticking to that and, and keeping protein in every meal. And then three or four set weight sessions a week and then doing your steps every single day. And, you know, if you're only doing 4,000 a day right now, great. Just up it to 5,000 and just do 5,000. Like that's literally over the course of the whole day, um, like maybe maybe half an hour of walking over the course of a whole day. So it's not even like you need to do one half an hour walk. It's like you might do a 10 minute walk then you might walk around at work and do 2,000 steps. Then you might do another 10 minute walk and you're done. You know, like it's not, um, it's not unachievable, you know, and that should hopefully start to get the needle moving. And then once that weight loss stalls again, then all you need to do is just like move the needle a little bit more. You know, you don't need to overhaul your entire life. It's literally like my philosophy with fat loss is quite honestly, like get the, um, most results possible with the, um, minimum effort. <laughs> like, like I know that sounds really lazy, but if you throw everything at it from day one, then you've got nothing left to use by the time you get to week five or six. You know, you've thrown everything at it, your body's come down like a stone, then you get to a certain point and it stops and it's adjusted, it's adapted, it's reached homeostasis, it's reached a level of balance. And now all of a sudden you've got nothing left. You've gotten you've played all your cards. Um you've got nothing left to throw at it. Uh so be consistent, but make sure that you keep some cards in your pocket. And then when the weight loss stalls, you can then say, okay, we'll up the steps from 5,000 to 6,000. We'll lower the calories from 2,400 to 2,300. Um, you know, we'll, we'll increase the intensity of the weight training sessions. We'll whatever. Um, and, and you can keep that weight loss ticking over like bit by bit. And you might get another two or three weeks of weight loss at a pound a week off. And before you know it, you've lost six pounds, seven pounds, eight pounds, without making massive changes to your life you kind of just tiptoed it up there a little bit um and and it, it you've created you're creating a habit at the same time so that's the blueprint you know that's without with being as general as possible because obviously i can't give specific advice because i don't know who's listening to this podcast um but but with gina's being as general as possible that's the blueprint to setting up a fat loss diet that actually works now here's the here's the um uh, uh, sort of a, a kicker. I don't know how to describe this. Here's the, here's the, here's the um, yeah, here's the kicker, right? You've got to find a way to be accountable, whether that's going through a, a, a training partner or it's going through a PT or it's just cultivating a, a, an insane level of self-discipline or it's getting the gym receptionist to call you out publicly if you miss a day when you said you'd be in there, whatever, I don't know, you know, um, whatever it needs to be. You've got to find a way of being accountable, whether that's somebody else or it's to yourself. Um, you've got to be accountable for the goals that you've set for yourself and the things that you said you were going to do. 
So if you don't do what you said you were going to do, that's got to be on you. That can't be on anybody else. And that's not me being a dick again. It's just me saying, if you're going to achieve these things, because these things aren't rocket science. These things aren't um, beyond your realm of capability. You are definitely capable of this. But in order to achieve it, you need to do it every single day. You need to be consistent. You need to be accountable. So find a way of being accountable. And that's the execution portion of it. You know, that's the doing it, um, which we've spoken about probably most of this podcast. Like it's just a small portion that we've really just gone through the actual prioritization of what you need to do. It's the actual execution that takes the most work. It's the actual doing every day, getting your ass out of bed at the time you said you were going to get out of bed, which I struggle with as well to this day. But getting your ass out of bed when the alarm goes off, um, getting outside when it's raining and doing your steps, you know, getting your sunlight, whatever. Um, uh, getting in the gym after a long day at work when your boss has been a dick, whatever's going on, you know, it, it, it's a case of having that discipline to go and do it anyway, regardless of how you feel, because otherwise you're not going to get what you say you want to get. Now, the people that follow this formula get results. The people that stay disciplined follow this simple formula of these four steps, uh, these four things um, that we've laid out earlier get results and the people that don't follow it and the people that think they can just do it all on their own or they think that they don't need to uh this is too simple and they just want to they they want a more complicated thing and they want to buy the the shiny or singing or dancing um um, course on instagram or the um the supplements that you know the magic beans that somebody's selling that it's got to get you ripped in six minutes you know the, the people that just want a shortcut don't get results People that follow this formula do get results. And I've seen people do amazing things by prioritizing these simple concepts and executing on them every single day. I've seen people um, stop time wasting that have not been able to lose weight for years or thought they couldn't lose weight for years and failed and failed and failed. And then they've just been taught these simple principles and been held accountable to them every single day. And some of these people were my clients and they lost four or five stone, which is like, I don't even know. It's it's like... uh, uh, like 50 pounds maybe uh, something like that i don't know you can you can google it i don't know how much it is but it's like four or five stone it's a lot of weight a lot of weight they were very overweight they brought themselves right down um and they completely changed their life and you know just with some of these people i would say it probably saved their lives and added an extra two three or four decades onto their life because they were in a really unhealthy place and they got to a more healthy place and you know their relationships were saved or some of the toxic ones that really needed to end were ended because the person got you know got the the backbone to actually walk away um people were setting better examples for their kids so the kids didn't end up and being really out of shape and unhappy uh, because they saw mum and dad, um, you know, looking after themselves. And that's a big motivation for a lot of people. I don't have kids myself, but, you know, it's a big motivation for a lot of people. Um, you know, these these people were getting more confidence to push on in life, whether that was through work, through the relationships that they wanted to, to um, create, um, or just sort of more general, getting more self-confidence with the way they looked, being able to wear tighter clothes, whatever. Uh, more energy, better sleep, they were easier movement, less injuries, they were able to um, play, again, the people that are kids, able to play with the kids in the garden without, you know, feeling like they're going to cardiac arrest, able to climb a flight of stairs without, um, you know, keeling over. Um, these are little things, but they make a big difference to the way people think and the way people perceive themselves. Um, they had better gut health because they were eating less shit and they eating better. Um, you know, fewer illnesses and better immunity because they were having more nutrients, more minerals, more vitamins. Um, so they got less uh, ill. 
And last but very much not least, a better mental health because they had less total systemic inflammation, less neural inflammation, less inflammation of the gut, less inflammation of the brain, and um, their mental health sort of picked up. Um, and I'm not making any claims here. I'm not saying, oh, you know, if you go on a diet, you, you, your depression's going to go away, whatever. You know, I'm not saying that. No, no, that's that's silly. But what I am saying is by lowering your systemic inflammation and eating less shit, it's not going to make your mental health worse. The chances are it might get a little bit better. Uh, that's not a guarantee, but I've seen it happen a lot. I've seen it happen where people have changed their body and their minds improved a lot. I've also seen people improve their mind and then their body follows as well. So I think one's influenced by the other and vice versa. But, you know, that's a whole different rabbit hole. So, yeah, wow, we've been over 43 minutes now. So this is a very maybe one of the longest, if not the longest podcast I've ever done. But this was one I really wanted to get off my chest because I think... It was an important message to get out there for people that want to lose fat. Um, and if this uh, it has been aimed at you and you are somebody who um, is really interested in losing body fat, I hope this helped. I hope you found some value in this. Um, if you did, then um, the best thing you can do is apply it. The best thing you can do is is take notes. Hopefully you've took some notes of what I've said or rewind, listen to it again, whatever, um, and, and take some notes where you need to take notes. And then go and apply it, go and execute. So prioritize the things that you need to do, that which I've laid out in this podcast, and then go and do it every single day. Take a picture today of how you look. Um, and don't get emotional about that. That's just how you look. That's just the reality, right? Don't worry, don't attach any blame to yourself. That's just the reality right now. Um, and then take a picture every, I don't know, Monday, whatever day it is today. Take a picture every every week um, and, and continually apply these principles. And don't miss a day. If you miss a day... That just means that you prioritizing your comfort more than you are prioritizing your results. And it's like the dog on the nail phenomenon. You know, if you miss a day, then you're too comfortable lying on that nail. You know, the nail is more comfortable than moving. That's all it means. And that's not a good thing or a bad thing. You know, if you're more comfortable than the nail, okay, it's none of my business. Um, but you just don't need to understand that it's the dog on the nail. Like, is it more painful to do something about it or is it more painful to stay where you are um so maybe just something to think about but yeah if this helped um then go and do something with it. i hope i hope it has helped hope it's hot it's it's been something for some of you guys to think about um if you enjoyed this then please um don't forget to subscribe to this podcast i think spotify i know apple always have but spotify have just added like a review function on um on their podcast so if you would give the review a little tickle and maybe drop a little five star if you feel obliged to if you don't like it then you know review whatever you like um but i sincerely hope you do like it i sincerely hope you feel obliged to leave me a positive review that would be very very much appreciated and um if you feel uh, so inspired to then um take a little screenshot of this um on your phone and um put it on your Instagram story and tag me in it and I will uh, I will repost that so the world can see. Um, I hope you have an amazing day, morning, afternoon, evening. It's uh, it's nearly 10 o'clock at night here because I've been talking for a long time. Um, so I'm going to jump in the shower and then um, go uh, do my evening routine and get some sleep because it's work in the morning. So um, yeah, hope you have an amazing day and I will speak to you next time. Cheers.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Master Your Body podcast. Just before you take off, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could take a screenshot of it on your phone and add it to your Instagram story to spread the word. If you tag me in it at andyclements01, I'll repost it as well. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes of the Master Your Body podcast every week, and I'll catch you next time for another episode.